0: Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of You from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, we review the Premier League action from the weekend where the title race is well and truly back on after City and Spurs both win and Liverpool drop points at West Ham. Norwich come out on top in the battle at the top of the championship and Ipswich look doomed for relegation. Coming up the other way could be Luton after another win to extend their lead at the top of League 1. In League 2 is the magic fading at Macclesfield for Sol Campbell after back-to-back defeats. We also have a predictions update and we look at the movers from the January transfer window, which, to be honest, that shouldn't take too long. So let's get started with episode number 23 of View from the Sideline podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of View from the Sideline podcast. Chris here and Rich is here as well.
0: Good evening. How are we doing?
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad yourself, mate.
0: Yeah, can't complain, can't complain. Yeah, good to go.
1: Yeah, good to go. So, uh, we will go head straight in to the teaser which I've got this week for Rich.
0: I've been looking forward to this one, Chris. Yeah, it's been been a while since I've got one right, so I'm looking forward (laughs) to this. Uh, this, this is this is if
1: you one of those where you you might be able to guess your way to the answer but this week we have uh, which two premier league clubs failed to score in this season's fa cup so that is which two premier league clubs failed to score in this season's fa cup so okay. just two two teams from the premier league um and then yeah and uh, hopefully you uh,
0: you don't get well, it well i can give you one right now
1: right i don't i don't want to know right now right okay Okay. So we I'll will, have will think uh, about it. I'll think, yeah. Well we'll go into the Premier League review and we'll we'll start um at Wembley with the the, the Tottenham Newcastle game. Um I yes, it's very jammy at the
0: moment, Rich. Very jammy. I'll, I'll I, I was I was I was wondering whether you were gonna actually back up your statement from yeah, a few I days
1: just, ago. i told, I just held back a bit on this one just because it's it's just the amount of late goals that you tend to be scoring this season, and and, and the goal on Saturday against Newcastle. Newcastle's goalkeeper he, he he doesn't deserve to be in goal after that. To be honest with you, it was awful, awful attempt at a save. And it literally, I'm there on my phone or watching the game, and and it it goes eight past eighty minutes, and it Tottenham a draw in, and I know full well they're going to score, and I I I message my dad every time and I say look, I bet you Tottenham score within the last five minutes, and they always do. It's jammy. That,
0: mm, okay, now now I'll <laughs> give an educated view on this game. Um, so the game <laughs> itself was actually quite good, to be honest with you. Newcastle. Yeah, I I, th- I thought it games, I but... I, th- I thought it was a good game. Um, I, I i don't buy this whole lucky thing at all i think if you go back people agree that's what i mean
1: you, uh, you no media.
0: well they're they're uneducated if you go back three or four games when harry kane got injured and spurs's season was over and yeah we went out two cup competitions in the space of like three or four days but and then deli ali got injured and then son was away um i mean that's worked out pretty well for spurs that they got knocked out to be honest but we're still there and the the fact that liverpool have dropped points um over the last or city have dropped points over the last month six weeks spurs are in the title race however you want to spin it spurs are in the title race and they they have got since harry kane got injured spurs have won all three League games, so three games in a row they've won, uh, and they were games that they probably weren't expected to win. Well, with a full strength team out on paper, they were probably expected to win, but with Kane out, with Ali out, with Son away, with Lorente not in great form, Spurs have won the last three games and they have scored winning goals in the last 10 minutes. But that I don't think that's luck. I think what it shows. F- especially as being a Spurs fan, what it shows for me this year, which is different with Spurs is they've got that man mentality to keep going. So when, if, if I take you back, Chris, f- f- Fergie time, <laughs> what, 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 were man, if, if you say yesterday, this, there's something wrong. What were United <laughs> lucky that they would score in Fergie time? No, they weren't. They scored because they kept going. They kept attacking. They, kept the pressure on and that is no difference with with what Spurs are doing at the moment and I'll admit it was it was a horrendous error from the keeper but if Spurs aren't putting the pressure on if Spurs aren't getting into positions to have chances to have shots on goal they're never going to score but they are getting into those positions from minute one to minute 90 uh, I
1: suppose, yeah, it does show. I will put the, my soapbox uh, res- away. <laughs> it shows the resilience that you have, and uh, you know, ninety-five percent of the people when Harry Kane got injured, they did probably say or think that you know you would struggle without him, and in fact, you know, you, you've you've kept you've kept winning games. And just a yeah, quick one but... on on Laurenti: What 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 do you think is going to happen to him? Obviously, when Kane comes back. I assume that he will resume his place.
0: Well, I mean, on the he he, he, so. he didn't he didn't start on Saturday, so no, he came on, didn't he for Luke? Yeah, he did, and, and he set up the goal. There was a bit of suspicion about handball, but he gets a nudge from the defender, so I don't really think you could say it was intentional. Uh, but, I mean, Newcastle fans may give a different opinion, but he uh, the, the issue at Spurs is no one is going to replace Harry Kane, no matter who you sign. They are not going to be a first choice striker. So I think you then have to weigh up what sort of backup striker you need. Do Spurs really need another centre forward when they've got Son, when they've got Deli Alley, when they've got Lucas Mora? I'm not I'm not hundred I'm not hundred percent convinced they need an out and out striker, especially the way Son's playing at the moment. But I think Lorente does a job for Spurs. Yeah, he misses some chances, but all strikers do. It's just because he misses chances and he gets limited game time.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think it, I think it's, um, I, would... I think it's amplified a bit more, but just the two things about that game. We can't forget that Newcastle just came off beating Man City. Yeah. So they're not, uh, some league positions can, can not always tell the real story. I think Newcastle are a decent side. Um, like I said, they beat city, so it it was a tough game for Spurs. And the one thing that really I find positive from being a Spurs fan is historically our goal difference is always pretty poor. But I know you take Liverpool and City out of the equation because their goal difference Not is just, poor, just, just mental. <laughs> yes. But our goal difference is at twenty-seven, which for Spurs at this time of the year this time of the season is actually a, a really positive goal difference. And you t- if you take into a fact that goal difference can sometimes be worth that extra point. If you look at what United's goal difference, what Arsenal, what Chelsea's is having, having that, that a, a plus 27 goal difference is almost worth that extra right, point got, at the moment.
1: You've got seven points as well. That probably helps.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. but Yeah. I can see they... where you're coming from, but I don't, I don't agree
1: right. with the with with, with the,
0: with one the phrase thing, lucky and, I
1: think we both will agree on is is your best player this season It, it has been son i think
0: oh I mean, yeah absolutely
1: i think best best
0: he's he's on fire he he just he doesn't stop running and he never gives
1: gives everything stuff. 100% I suppose every what
0: spurs as a team have adopted but you think sort of um watford at home were 1-0 down two goals in the last 10 minutes um and then obviously Newcastle at the weekend then we've got Leicester at home and there was four games um there was the four games Leicester was the last one on paper that you would have thought Spurs should be winning yeah and the way Liverpool are at the moment i mean city are coming the other way but the way Liverpool are playing at the moment if we get a win on sunday against leicester you, you just you just don't know
1: any news on Kane when he's
0: back? Uh, I know he's been. I know he's been posting workout videos online. So he's, um, he's I, there, I, I, I believe it. it will be before the end of March. I think Delhi Ali's the same as well, but I'm right. not sure we need him. <laughs> I'm not sure we need him yeah. to be honest. But well, you, you don't know, do you? Anyway, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on
1: pretty quickly, and we'll probably move pretty quickly over this game as well. It's just the Brighton Watford game. Um, nil-nil um, this is how bad the game was really, um, so after the game Watford's social media account tweeted, um, they couldn't choose a man of the match so they were going to choose limb of the match of uh, of Foster, so you could choose from four of his limbs that you could choose for man of the match or limb of the match, so I think that really sums up the, uh, the game itself it wasn't wow. a bad
0: game but it you, you you just have to look at the stats going into that Watford one in one win in their last five brighton no wins in their last five yeah. i think it had nil nil written all over it anyway out in the game um this this
1: one had a few uh controversies um obviously the first one is uh barns he gets taken out by the keeper um so how burnley didn't get a penalty for that i know they they showed it on match of the day a few times different angles and i can't see how he's not got a penalty for that in the first half
0: it's very strange yeah i mean I, it is a stonewall penalty i don't think I, I don't think there's been many more more stonewall than that this okay. season but odd, really how it wasn't given it just it just didn't even look like
1: that he, you know he would have died. It was just but,
0: but there's kind of two two bits to this. So if we jump ahead to to the end where yeah. Burnley are then awarded a pretty contentious penalty at the end of the game. So, and also you've got, um, there was a lot of talk about, because Barnes got uh, booked for simulation, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. And then, and then he, um, he remonstrated with the linesman, Which I think under normal circumstances, yeah, absolutely. So, where where do you stand on that? I mean, do you think that he wasn't given a second yellow card because the ref doubted at the time whether he was right or not? But at the same time, do do you think he awarded the controversial penalty at the end? In his mind, I think.
1: Yeah, I I think that in his mind that the problem is we don't really know what referees do at halftime I don't, from what I'm aware they don't get to see any sort of replays or anything, so I don't think he would have No, known. I've, yeah, that's, I
0: I, I agree but with that, I, I I'm don't sure know. I've heard it, that they're not allowed to watch any coverage
1: Yeah, and I don't know, but uh, uh, so, I know some, at some grounds they show replays on big screens if they've got them um, I don't think that really helps to be honest with you, but I would definitely say that the penalty that he didn't give was more of a penalty than than what the one that he did give, so
0: but the one, to... get, the one he did give the one he did give it i mean it it is it's handball, but how he's meant to get his arm out of the yeah, way yeah.
1: Crouch wins the header, doesn't he and then um good to see Peter Crouch back in the Premier league though yeah just yeah say that um yeah, it's... Uh, it's See, one of I, those. I, I if VAR, know. that's the thing, if VAR was in there, I still think that it would have been given just because it's still, it's hard this one. Yeah, maybe,
0: but I, I, so my view on it is that I think referees are that drilled in what they do, that they must have almost certainty with the decisions they give, how they can have almost certainty, I'm not sure, so I don't. I personally go on the side that I don't think he gave the penalty because of what happened in the first half. the The, the one that puzzles me more is why you've got to, in in the referee's view, he's got an opinion on simulation. So in his view, Ashley Barnes has dived, so that's yeah. a yellow card. And by the rules of the game, if, well, I mean, you don't know what was said exactly, but if you're going like that, at a linesman, or if you were doing that to the referee, that should be a booking as well. Yeah. So the one that puzzles me more is why he didn't give him a second yellow. Was it because he wasn't sure whether he dived or not? That's the one that puzzles me a bit more, but mm. um, it's a, it's a shame. I mean, I think, it's it's not a bad point for Saints to no, be honest. No, I, I just know. think
1: I just think they'll be gutted that they didn't manage to hold on.
0: To yeah, but it. fair play to the to the Saints manager, Halfon or however you say his name. <laughs> oh, <good> <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> I think he he came out after the game and he he didn't say it directly, but he sort of indicated that he thought a draw was a fair result. Yeah. And I think what people are reading from that is that he's saying that the first one was definitely a penalty. Um, I mean, there's. I've I've even heard some people say that the keeper should have been sent off. I'm not. No, I, I'm not, I'm not sure think, about no, that because this this uh, is it a triple jeopardy rule or something? Yeah, that yeah, that's it, yeah, If they if they try if they make an effort to play the ball, but um, I'm on a bit of a goal goal difference theme today. Saints is goal difference, although it's a negative. It's a negative 15. But if you look at all the other teams in and around them, it, it's the best apart from Newcastle in the bottom six. So again, that that could although again, although it's a negative, it could prove important yeah. come the end of the season. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe. But yeah, it was it was a game of oh I think the only person that's gonna know is, is the referee at the end of the day and you know,
0: with with guidelines
1: in place they they're not gonna come out and see how Well I no, you know,
0: but that but that's game. yeah, there's always a call that referees should yeah. but anyway, we'll move it's not on. Gonna- okay we'll we'll move on to the chelsea game um
1: yeah well a, a lot better since we last since we last spoke obviously cuz our last podcast we did was last tuesday so we we luckily aren't going to go into too much detail about the 4-0 um loss to bournemouth um less said about that the better I think but, um,
0: but I, I think so, my, sorry to interrupt you, my yeah. view on this, my view on this and I'm not going to say Chelsea were lucky but how did Chelsea, this was a win-win situation for Chelsea coming off the back of the 4-0 defeat at, at Bournemouth because Huddersfield and I, I really like Huddersfield I think they're I think they a, a, a good football club they're yeah they're just not good enough for the premier league this season and their defense is absolutely awful. Um, so I, I, I to be honest with you, I'm not hugely impressed that Chelsea won five nil. I don't think because, the score, the, the score. No, I mean, really I, I'm matter, not Higuain's greatest fan, but I thought he played well. His second goal was, was, was a good goal for me i sum the two games up so you've got chelsea play bournemouth and huddersfield they come out of it with three points and only a plus one goal difference that's I'm, blast, I'm really on the goal not... difference tonight i don't know why <laughs> that's what i mean but, it's not but... i
1: don't I don't think it It doesn't really you know beating huddersfield no disrespect to huddersfield it's not you know it, you know they're bottom of the league you're at home we we would have expected to win that one you know e Either way, what happened on on the Wednesday before, but you know, I don't I don't think it it covers any cracks of, of what happened happened there. But I heard after the the Bournemouth game, Sarry got all the players together and he told all the backroom staff to leave, and he was in there with the players for forty five minutes before they went. So. You know, but, I don't but, know what was said. But you, but, but you hear
0: this a lot. The same thing happened after the Arsenal game where he yeah. came out and said it's hard to motivate these players. Against Bournemouth, it's hard to motivate these just, players.
1: The thing that Bournemouth I, game, I don't understand switched, it. We just switched off. It was, it was exactly like the Arsenal game. We just didn't start off in the right manner. And unfortunately, at the moment, it just seems to be when Hazard doesn't play well, we, we suffer from that and... I'll say this, because I'm not afraid to say it, but sometimes, you know, I think we rely on him too much, and the fact is that, it would it be better if he if he wasn't there, then maybe the rest of the team would start picking up some of the weight, because I, I feel at wow. the moment there's a lot on his shoulders,
0: and... Just All the in talk a... in the press at the moment is that he's made up his mind and he's off, apparently, well, well, from, you know, from what I'm, I'm reading 100% today. I'm 100 confident that he'll leave in the
1: summer. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he'll stay. You know, He's got his own ambitions of playing probably for well, So to... I'm so
0: tempted to ask you the, the question I, I spoke to you about earlier in the week, Chris, but I don't yeah. think we've got time for your answer. But <laughs> I, I will ask, for the purpose of of the listeners, if you can give us a brief answer that... You stated categorically that you feel Chelsea currently have the setup and players to replace Hazard if he was to leave, I which do, I, di- I, I disagree yeah,
1: with. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you know, in you know, give Hudson doy more of a chance. I know he's young; he's not going to, you know, he doesn't compare to to what Hazard is at the moment. But you've also got to remember we got Pulisic coming to join the team you know in the summer uh, and no doubt that they will sign someone else as well but i think we've got the the cover there within the team you know i just think because he's he's you know he's our best player that he's not going to get they're not going to not pick him so anyway the yeah. the game what, what... itself you know on on saturday was was good we still looked a bit shaky at the back at times we changed it a bit rudiger didn't play you play christensen instead um, you know, Higuain. You know, is the best that we've seen in play so far in a Chelsea shirt. Um, and, has, and like I said, Hazard played well, which I think helped us as well. But I think it's a game we should have won anyway. So.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely, know. they should have won. I think they're they're in a proper dogfight now. I think with 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 Chelsea, or with uh, Arsenal and United, I think for that for they're that very, sort of spot. So very interesting. It'd be interesting to going. see how it pans out. I saw that
1: um, they um, did a small interview with Ian Wright and he was suggesting that maybe Arsenal try and he was saying that he thinks Arsenal's best way of getting into the Champions League
0: is through winning the Europa League. So, you know, I don't It probably is. I would put put Arsenal third out of those three teams to get in the Champions League. It's going to be close. I'd pick, like, I, I personally fancy United, the form they're in, but I would yeah. pick Chelsea and United well, we or Arsenal. We don't play,
1: long. we play Man United like third, or like third from last of our games, I think, this season. Mm. So that could be, could be crucial in that game. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. see what happens between now and then. You know, they got, there's a lot to play for still. So we'll, uh, we'll move on to the, to the Palace Fulham game. Um, like, <sighs> Fulham for me. I don't know what it is about them, but they're just not. They just don't. When they're defending, they just always look like they're going to concede goals. But one one thing for Palace now, um, I won't go too much into this because we are we'll probably talk about it in, uh, a bit later. But obviously, Palace now signing Batshuayi, uh from Chelsea. You know, do, do they have that player that they can rely on up front now? Um, obviously will probably push Zaha more out wide than than what he's used to, but um you know it'll be good to see what Batshoi can do there. Um obviously recall cool from Valencia.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I can I completely agree with you. I think I know we'll talk about it more later on, but my notes on this one, I think I think Fulham are, are down. Um I think that out of the out of Huddersfield themselves and Cardiff, I think they're the best equipped side going forward. Yeah. Because um, I think they've got a Mitrovic, whereas the other two haven't got anyone like that. Fulham's biggest problem is they're defensively; they are That's all over the awful. place. It's just like so they um, don't even train together sometimes. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Batchoy joining for Palace is is a real positive. The one the one thing I took out of that game and. It may surprise everybody to hear it, but I thought Benteke played pretty well. He did and have a good game. I do wonder whether that's Bachelet joining. I mean, his his, yeah. his his overhead kick that 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 smashed against the bar. If that had gone in, that would have just been phenomenal. And I know it's sort of he could have he could have slipped over and bicycle kicked it and not meant it because that's how it's how it goes for Benteke. Yeah. But, I thought he played pretty well, and I thought he he sort of showed glimpses of, of what he was like when he was at Villa and everyone was after him, so maybe he's, he's turned the corner. one of those players,
1: isn't he, that he did so well when he was at Villa, but then just never really got that the, the move, and then he just yeah. didn't really... Well, I mean, we'll see. Him, I mean, so. I
0: thought I thought he played all right. I think Palace, Palace would be safe. Palace would yeah. be absolutely fine, but... I do worry a bit for Fulham purely because of their defence, but yeah, I don't think that was an a, a overall surprising result. Right.
1: Next up, <laughs> your favourite team, which Everton versus
0: Wolves. Yeah, I'm sure you've I got mean, I've,
1: to say on I've,
0: this, but... I've got a few comments on this one, um, but so I mean, Everton, Everton are playing as we speak, so they're 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 playing Man City. Man City are currently one 0 up, so they are back back to the top of the table but I mean I don't think many people would have expected Everton to get anything from the game but I've I heard a lot over the weekend about well from Everton fans on various football phoning shows and things like that and sort of comments in the paper and I just wanted to kind of give give my view on it because I, I don't want to be labeled as like an Everton basher but I'm going to bash them. I'm not, going not to bash them. i <laughs>
1: Well, a yeah. Face on, the, on the side.
0: Well, no, I'm this welcome is... in Liverpool. I'm just not welcome on the blue, right, side. In, in the blue side. But, yeah. but I, so just, just to give you some, some notes, right? So Everton, this just speaks volumes to me. I'm on the goal difference again. So we are, we're, we're over halfway through the season. Everton's goal difference is zero. So they've scored exactly the same as they've conceded, which you'd obviously <laughs> know from it from it being zero. It's boring. Everton's last five games, they've lost, they've won, they've lost, they've won, they've lost. So the two games that they won are Huddersfield and Bournemouth. Now, no disrespect to those two teams. But you, were they, I think
1: they were both away as well.
0: But you would expect Everton to win those games. If there was the, the size of the club, the money they've invested, you would expect Everton to win those games. But the games they've lost Leicester, Southampton, and Wolves. Now, again, no disrespect to either of those teams, but I would put those five teams in a cluster and say they are all very, very similar. Yeah. So. But they are so, so inconsistent. And I'm just, I know, I know no, we're, no, 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 no. Yeah. I know we're, I short of, we're, we're probably short of time. So I won't, I won't dwell on it too much because we have got other games to go through. But if I take you through the, the starting 11 for Everton, right? Pickford in goal. Now, in my opinion, if, if Chelsea had gone out in the summer and paid 50 million for him, and I was an Everton fan, I would be rubbing my hands. Now, take the world cup out of the equation because he he was he was awesome at the world cup he was one of the best keepers there and
1: he had a good defense in front of him yeah there's no
0: (laughs) there's no denying he is a he's a brilliant shot stopper and he celebrates a save like he scored a goal which i which i find hilarious but he in my opinion i'm probably gonna get shot down for this I don't think he's in the top five or six keepers in the Premier League, personally. Agreed. I I don't think he yeah. is, but he's England's number one.
1: I don't I don't think he's he's I don't. I personally, I wouldn't say by form at the moment. I wouldn't say he's.
0: No, but he in, he in probably isn't. But look at the, else, but... the the back four: Leighton Baines. In his day, Leighton Baines was a brilliant left back. He was in everybody's fantasy team, as was most of the Everton back it's four. because he used to score but, penalties and free yeah, kicks, but, but he's not the player he used to be. Kurt Zuma, I mean, a a a careful now. No, you're, you're, you're treading. <laughs> there's a there's probably a reason why why he's not playing for Chelsea. Chelsea's defence is probably their weakest aspect of their team. If if he was that well thought of, he wouldn't be out on loan. He's an okay player. Michael Keane, when he was at Burnley, everybody wanted him. He's gone to Everton and he has just been so disappointed for the money yeah, they paid for him.
1: A pundit saying about him actually at the weekend, saying that they thought that since he joined Everton he, that he's actually
0: gone. Yeah, he worse. he was in the he was in the England squad, and this is just my own opinion on these players. Seamus Coleman, he's probably he, he he's the best he, he's not the same, but he's the best in that back four by a mile for me. So then your midfield, they've got Davis at the, at the sort of the holding midfielder Definitely at the back of a diamond. Player. He's he's an OK player, but he's not proven enough that you can say that he's a consistent Premier League level or not. Theo Walcott. Now, in his day... He was a he was a very, very good player. And he's the he's one a... person that I've heard the Everton fans say about they do not understand why he why he was in the starting eleven. So say what you want about Walcott, but he he's almost for me, he should be on his way to the MLS, I think. He, he's at that stage. He, he he's just hasn't si- got any better since can, you He's remember probably only about in his mid twenties, isn't he? I don't. I don't know how old he is. He is.
1: But there you
0: go. Well, um, he's 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 quite a way off the Remember when he but... scored
1: that hat trick? Yeah, in I do. Yeah. and then everyone was saying that he was he was going to be the next David Beckham, but, And but, uh, it turned uh, out he was.
0: He showed glimpses at Arsenal that he was he was so good, but he's just never delivered. He's
1: just pace. That's all he is. He, he, he yeah. doesn't Finish
0: chances. <laughs> just um. Of, And then Gomez in the middle. I mean, he's a good player. I don't really really have any fault with him. Sigurdsson. Now, if there's a more frustrating player in the Premier League, I'm not sure who it is. He can be so good. He can be such a good player. But then I find other games he just goes missing. And he's he's (laughs) almost non-existent. Richarlison. Now... Mm. He should have stayed at Watford. Each, each, the writing yeah. was on the wall. The writing was on the wall at Watford when he went didn't he he went something crazy like nearly a year without scoring or something like yeah. that. I don't maybe uh, not a year, a but start,
1: yeah, and he's
0: yeah. doing exactly the same for Everton. And two well, Tucson up front. I mean I I I Mr Silver, give me a call. I mean, honestly, I will give you something more than he does. I just and Everton really just really frustrate me. They really, really frustrate <laughs> me. And when th- this summed it up, this isn't really football related. But what summed it up for me is um we were watching match of the day on Saturday night, and um Jodie, my wife's comment about the Everton game was that their manager's pretty good looking. <laughs> and that, that was that was almost her summary. Of but the of the of the game, and the big
1: question we all have, Rich, it, it was it you that planted the cat on the pitch? Well, you know, that was that was the to scare, most exciting to thing. scare the, the, the Everton fans and players it was so was it was it so
0: funny because it gave Everton fans all the jokes about. Well, it 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 gave the Wolves defence a, a more of a run around than our players did, and I just and. I've I've read talk about Everton like he wants more investment and he wants to buy more players because it's a project right, he won't, and, he won't and he get the money because they're, he, they're, they're he's not, not, and, they're not and he's not, not gonna, he's not there yet with his signings and stuff and I just think and I don't know whether it's true or not but I heard Sam Allardyce had a bit of a dig to say well you sacked me and at the same stage in my Everton managerial career I'd actually performed better than he had and I know he's he's a new manager and he's just come in, but f- for me, Wolves playing at Goodison was an away banker for sure. I just I just find Everton extremely frustrating, and I d- I don't think they're going to get any better, and they're that they are probably overall where I see it, they're not a top six side.
1: nowhere near near being a top
0: six side and they're such a huge club with such a tradition and if you look some of the players they've got they are just not performing they are not performing at all and something they'll have to give at some point something's going to have to give but the the, the issue I think they've got just just to sort of close this one down is they, they, they chased after Marco Silva for so long when he was at Watford and then when he left and they had Sam Allardyce and all that went on, they, there's no way they can sack him after a year, after no. a season in charge, because they yeah. went... They went
1: uninformed didn't they?
0: And, uh, yeah, absolutely. But silly. Wolves fully deserve to win that game. They were just... There's so much the better team. Anyway, <laughs> We'll move on, yeah. I won't say anything on, Cardiff, on the other matches.
1: Cardiff, Bournemouth. Um, we'll go through these last few quickly. Um, the Cardiff-Bournemouth game was
0: probably a, a just. A... Just tell me you don't agree with my Everton no, summary. No, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. To be honest with you, I don't know yeah. why I get so passionate about it. I don't yeah. really. I don't follow them.
1: <laughs> Wait for them to beat Tottenham later on in the season.
0: Oh, yeah. and we'll see. They, if, if they <laughs> do, <laughs> they'll be the best team ever. <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: cardiff <laughs> uh, uh, Cardiff. You've got Everton on my mind now. Cardiff-Bournemouth, um, a tough game for for Cardiff in in more ways than one, uh, obviously, after what's happened in the last, sort of, few weeks, um, but, Bour- but, what
0: happened to Bournemouth?
1: How the how did they go from being just,
0: oh, to, yeah, yeah, I, I think, I don't it's know, I, they would, they, they just looked a completely different side, I think, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll echo what you said, I mean, it, fair play to Cardiff, the the club, the fans, the city, for what, for what they've done as a tribute, yeah. um, I mean, they've. I don't want to say. Oh, I'm not sure if it's the right thing to say that they've handled it really well, but it must have been an emotional game, and Bournemouth must. It must have affected Bournemouth being involved in. Yeah. In that sort of game, and I would just say fair play to to the Bournemouth fans, because I've heard quite a lot of them say that if there was a game that they were going to lose to, and they didn't really. They're not going to sort of gripe about it. It was that game because yeah. because of the meaning behind well, it. I and think that's a was. fair play to them. But I think I know Neil Warnock got a bit emotional, and yeah, but it was a it good was. it was a good win for Cardiff. And if you look at it purely from a footballing point of view, pretty, pretty that's football. that's yeah. that's yeah. what Cardiff are all about. That they're, they're fighters, and they they will have games like that where they'll just dig in and they'll get results, and you can't really criticise them in in any way for it. Really, I think. I think they they deserve the three points, and what's happened is absolutely terrible. And but yeah. I, 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 it make it doesn't make me want them more because I'd like to see them stay up anyway. Because no, I do they, like I think Cardiff. Fans,
1: and, I think they've got one of the best fan bases in the in the yeah, league. Yeah, and they're yeah.
0: the ones that are fighting. I think they've got they've got more fight than Huddersfield and Fulham have, and Definitely. I think that shows in the results they're getting. Definitely.
1: So the uh, the Leicester Man United game. Um, are may not going to lose again this season? <laughs> they, yeah, I, they are I playing think some really good football at the moment. They are. I but think... Leicester, Leicester had some really, really good chances in this game. Now, I think, I think, I think Leicester will actually come out of this game thinking that they probably should have got something from it.
0: I would absolutely agree. The, the, the game was summed up for me by the goal. It was just that that little bit of class. I mean, Pogba's ball was. Was amazing. Rashford's Rashford's first touch, and then and then the finish. That that it was one nil, and I know it sounds obvious, but that was the difference in the game. It was, it was just that little bit of quality. the the thing that The thing that gets me with Leicester is, um, and I like Claude Puel. I don't I don't think he's necessarily a bad manager, but it, I, I think they need another striker. I don't think Jamie Vardy is effective. Up front no. on his own, I think he's so isolated. Um, and I, I, I think that's one of their downfalls at the moment. I think they need, uh, I did hear someone say that Leicester have historically played with a big man, small man up front. Someone even suggested putting Harry Maguire up front. I'm not too sure about that, but um, we missed a good that, chance at the end. Well, but so yeah, awkward. he did, yeah, he did. But I just think United, United. Yeah. They, they may well keep it up to the end of the season I'd be surprised if they did but it was just it was that little bit of class that that was just the difference between the two teams um, really
1: Matic and Mendy sent off maybe possibly both I thought had um some some quite harsh tackle I know Matic's first one as well was probably worth at least a yellow if not a red but um I think they, they I think they both should have been sent off but
0: there no, seems to be always the... red red card incidents at, at Leicester.
1: Mm, yeah. All right, Man City Arsenal. Um, I think if you were the Arsenal manager, you'd be absolutely fuming at how this game started. I think when you were away to Man City, I think the last thing he probably would have said to them before they went out... Just keep it tight for at least 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's not what Four, Arsenal do. 44 <laughs> seconds into the
1: game and they're 1-0 down. <laughs> I, it, it, uh, everything it points to the
0: same thing. It, it's their defence. Their defence
1: is, is awful. I and mean, we lost and it, to this team as well. And that's what's more infuriating than anything. Is the, but it's
0: been it's been bad for a while. Yeah, I, I, know. I I read an article today where it said Arsenal fans are worried that Spurs are going to overtake them. And, and be the bigger and better club. And someone commented on it, and I completely agree with it, and said, hasn't that happened already?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, there's not... I mean, I don't, think, I wouldn't I don't know how many seasons
0: Tottenham. it is, but we've been finishing above Arsenal regularly for at least like the last two or three seasons, I think.
1: I think City should have e- could have easily been four, five, six up at half-time, because they had so many chances. I think, mean, you know, Lennon made a good few saves, but, you know, I just for me I, I like you said out of the three teams I think I know Chelsea's defending isn't great but Arsenal's just seem to be on another level when it comes to defending. Yeah,
0: I think Arsenal as a as a whole club or a team are just summed up by the, the Ozil and Ramsey situations at the moment where
1: Ramsey's going isn't he he's already yeah, he signed a I just think, for Juventus. I just think
0: all, all the all the gossip in in January was that they wanted Ozil out to free up the wage budget and He's not even playing him, and he, he's—I think he's one of the top two or three highest-paid players in the league—and mm. he's not even playing. Um, there, there, there seems to be a big split between the Arsenal fans; that some love him and some want him to go. And, and then you've got Ramsey, who, who, f- from what I've seen of him, he he he, he wears the shirt with pride. He fights for that club. Yeah. He gives his all in every game. But he is but, leaving but, yeah he is leaving <laughs> he is if, if, it, if it's down to money that's fine and maybe that's why they wanted to get off well, the wage he... bill because apparently know. they haven't offered him enough money and juventus are going to offer him a load of a load of money in wages because they're not pay, paying a transfer fee and i don't blame him for going to be I don't honest if but I, if i was an arsenal fan i'd be fuming I, I think I'd be fuming. I think I think,
1: I think I think you'd be. I think you're right. I think they'd rather see Urzo leave than than Ramsey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, obviously Man City they get the three points. Arsenal slip up and and obviously Man United take them. So interesting. Anyway, Monday night's game was West Ham Liverpool, and obviously Liverpool dropped some more points. So everyone the, is happy I think with the that.
0: pressures <laughs> get into Klopp personally. Yeah, they, did I think I think the, I think the pressure's is getting goal. to them. The yeah, it was outside. miles offside. It was miles offside. But, but it, I, I think if I was a Liverpool fan going away to West Ham on a Monday night, and we know how inconsistent West Ham would have been, I would have been extremely nervous. I, I think that but, before the game, if you'd said you can take a point, you probably would have taken that. Because I, I think that, West Ham are the sort of team that they turned Arsenal over at home. They beat United. They they could have, could have easily beat Liverpool. That's two games in a row now. They've drawn one all Liverpool, yeah. and whatever you can kind of spin it whatever way you want. But I, I think the whole there was a bit of an argument with with was it with Pellegrini and Klopp on the sideline. There was a bit of yeah a lot of sort of paper talk afterwards and stuff. I think I, I think the pressures get into them. I think they're not playing they're not playing the same sort of football that they've been playing. It's like the Leicester game. I mean there was there was talk afterwards about they were blaming the pitch because it had snow on it. Yeah. I mean these are said. these are professional footballers that get paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week and I just I just find that quite strange that that they've been if you think back to when they played City, if they'd won that they would have been ten points clear. Now, City being one up tonight. If that continues, they're on equal points.
1: And City sort got of goal November,
0: well, December. A bit of snow on the pitch wouldn't have hampered Liverpool at all but now suddenly it it it's not an it well you, you might say it's an excuse yeah. but now it seems to be an issue i, I really different think the pressure's is getting to
1: them january snow it's different sort of snow. oh yes. <laughs> it is
0: yeah it's completely different
1: i totally agree i think i think there's a lot of hype around them winning the league and you you have to say that each team at least at some part in the season are going to have a few results in a row where they're not the best each team seems to have one little blip each season and Liverpool really haven't had theirs yet up until the last couple games so it would be interesting to see what happens and whether he changes the team at all because obviously he does rely heavily on the same sort of front you know yeah no I think
0: the only one of those three that's even been consistently performing is Mane I think Firmino's gone off the boil a bit I think Salah's, Salah's gone off very, the boil a bit. Salah's
1: I think a strange one, isn't he? Because sometimes in games he's 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 on a different level, but then sometimes you just don't. If you it seems to be if you mark if you mark him well enough, then he he does seem to struggle. So
0: yeah, I agree with you. And uh, the, the the thing is, so they've got. I think they've got Bournemouth next. I think it's at Anfield. But yeah, yeah. if they, if they if they had got three points from the Leicester game and three points from the West Ham game, you would have Liverpool as a home banker to beat Bournemouth even though they did turn Chelsea over. But I, I reckon there's going to be some real nervousness at that game. There'll be a, no, a lot of nervousness from the fans and be a different
1: atmosphere from Yeah,
0: if that radiates onto onto the onto the pitch and it starts affecting the players, I think if Bournemouth if 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 it's sort of a bit of a cagey first half and it's nil nil or it's a draw at half time and then as the clock ticks that Liverpool aren't performing, I I can see it all falling apart. So, yeah. Personally, I'd love it to and I'd love Spurs to come straight through the middle and um and win the league. I'd take second at the moment, to be honest. But um yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting.
1: So. Uh, that is the Premier League review. So we're going to move straight on to the uh, EFL leagues. Uh, first up is Rich with the Championship.
0: Yeah. So uh, in the Championship over the weekend, uh, Norwich are now top of the table after beating the previous leaders Leeds lead 3-1 away, uh, which a cracking result for Norwich. Um, so they're now level on points at the top. Norwich are actually um, ahead on goal difference by two goals, which is strange because they won that game by two goals. So that's put them top. Uh, both teams have 57 points. Uh, Leeds have now lost three of their last five games while Norwich are unbeaten during the same period. Very inconsistent leads. Um, they seem to win three or four and then and then start dropping points. Uh, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough and Bristol City all won at the weekend and are currently in the playoffs. Bristol City are now up to sixth after their fifth win in a row and they go into the playoffs at the expense of Derby who dropped to seventh after a 0-0 draw away at Preston on Friday. Uh, West Brom are the other side in the playoffs and they lost 3-2 at home to Middlesbrough over the weekend. Um, and they were, I think they were leading that game, so really good win for Middlesbrough. Um, At the bottom, none of the bottom 5-1. Ipswich are still rock bottom and they lost 1-0 at home to Sheffield Wednesday in Steve Bruce's first game as Wednesday manager. And they're now eight points from safety, so looks a bit of a struggle now for Ipswich. Um, Bolton lost 2-0 away at Sheffield United and Reading, who make up the final relegation place, they got a point in a 0-0 draw at home to Villa. Uh, Game of the day, had to be at Brentford. Uh, versus Blackburn so after I think after seven or eight minutes Blackburn were 2-0 up uh, but then Brentford came back and won 5-2 in the end uh, so Talk there, was about some, falling apart. there was some Blackburn fans saying it was going so well uh, so Blackburn staying 11th and that, that win lifts, lifts Brentford up to 17th Uh, In League One, so Luton stretched their lead at the top to six points after a 3-0 win away at Shrewsbury. Uh, It was their fourth win in a row. Barnsley are now up into second. They beat Scunthorpe 2-0. Portsmouth have dropped to third in the table after leading leading for such a long time. Uh, They only managed a 1-1 draw at home to Doncaster. So no winning four now for Pompey. Uh, Sunderland were the only uh, team in the playoffs to win. They beat Wimbledon 1 0 at home. Charlton and Peterborough both lost, uh, but Sunderland have got three games in hand on Leaders Luton. So if they were to win all three of those games, they will go level on points. Uh, at the bottom, all the teams in the bottom four failed to win. It was only Oxford and Bradford who managed to get a point uh shrewsbury and wimbledon the bottom two they both lost but there's only four points which separate shrewsbury in 23rd and rochdale in 18th so it's pretty tight at the bottom uh there's quite a few teams involved Mm. wimbledon they do look doomed which is a bit of a shame really after how they after their fa cup exploits they're nine points from safety so not looking good for them uh and it was a bit quiet in league one to be honest there was only two games in the whole division that had that had over two goals in so uh yeah not the uh not the most exciting of games i'm afraid so yeah that's uh championship and league one
1: so uh league two um we did have quite a few postponements so there were only seven games at the weekend Um, and uh, we'll start off with top side Lincoln who actually drew away to bottom side Notts County so Notts County getting a a fairly good point there as well after they were leading in that game as well Uh, but Mansfield are the informed team at the moment in League 2 they beat Macclesfield so not a great result for Sol Campbell they won 3-1. Mansfield the informed team at the moment and are only two points off top place now so they've Literally come from nowhere. They've not lost in their last five either. Uh, Bury in third. They uh, picked up a point against Crawley. And also Forest Green and Carlisle also did not play at the weekend. Um, they are fourth and fifth. MK Dons still struggling at the moment. Um, they lost Exeter by three goals to one. Uh, MK Dons are still sixth. Um, But rapidly sliding down that table, Exeter, who beat them, are actually in seventh. Uh, So, as I said, Notts County at the bottom, they got a a good draw against Lincoln. Macclesfield, 23rd. They lost 3-1 as well. Um, So it's pretty close at the bottom now. So, obviously, apart from Notts County, who are rock bottom. Macclesfield on 27, Morecambe 29, Yeovil 30. Uh, Yeovil did actually play at the weekend. Uh, they lost to Stevenage by a goal to nil.
0: And they also uh, lost last night. They played last night. They lost 1-0, didn't they, to Cheltenham?
1: They did, yes.
0: They did. Sorry. They it did. was going so well a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: It's, you know, uh, uh, the thing was Cheltenham were just above Yeovil as well. So they've... They've uh, oh moved on forward now. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be close as, to say this, but you, you love your goal differences.
0: I um, love my goal differences. So, you've
1: actually you only got a goal difference of minus six. Um, compared to Morecambe, we are just below them, we've got minus 17. Macclesfield minus 21, and Notts County minus 30. So, we'll that's, that's worth a point. That's worth a point. And just to mention, obviously, Newport County obviously knocked out Middlesbrough last night in the FA Cup. They did lose three 0 at the weekend to Grimsby, um, but I'm sure will be forgiven after after that one. And did you hear the, the, about the um, Newport the, County goalkeeper?
0: Yes, I was just about to say that off. to you. Yeah, off, yeah. And his pitch, wife had yeah? given birth to twins. Yeah,
1: she'd already given birth, so uh-huh. he legged it. So yeah, but g- fair play to them for beating for for beating Run.
0: Yeah, agree. So the
1: incentive now is is that they're going to be playing Man City at home, so money. <laughs>
0: Money, 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 but money.
1: So just looking at a FA Cup draw now, like at least four of those four of the teams are gonna be outside the champion outside the Premier League potentially. Going through That's the, what the
0: that's what the cup's all about.
1: So very good. Anyway, that is all we've got time for on part one. When we come back in part two, we're gonna go through a couple of the, the transfers we're gonna do. Uh, our special topic this week is the January transfer window. Um which unfortunately it's not going to take too long because we had dry dry january uh, on the transfer market so yeah so we'll, we'll be back with you in part two
0: hello and welcome back to part two of view from the sideline podcast um before we go into our um special topic this week which is um a short summary of the uh january transfer window uh we're just going to give you a quick update on uh the predictions challenge um so no change at the top jamie's still ahead on 30 uh, we had james as the guest uh last week uh well, you only managed to get five points, but um, really I only good. managed to get five points <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. So I've had I'm a couple of bad, bad I'm weeks. i at the
1: moment.
0: Yeah, you've, you've shot right back up the table, Chris, back up into fourth. Um, so I just want to get above 16 as an average. Neither of us seem to be able to get out oh, of yeah, that 15. Um, 15. I was at
1: 14 for a bit. So
0: um, yeah. This week we've got um, my brother-in-law, Scott, is 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 the guest predictor for this week now the way the table's going at the moment so my other brother-in-law jamie is top and my father-in-law pete is second so <laughs> if, if it goes to form um scott's gonna either be in first second or third so um any
1: any news on on your bet from last week rich any update on that I've not seen. Uh,
0: no, he, no. Um, he's actually away. He's away at the moment, so there hasn't been any But I'm going to honour it. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to honour it. We'll keep um,
1: reminding you. Um, just a, just, and as I you just want to see you should scream really, to be honest with yeah, you, just it's just going to make my day. That I think Mate, you should have to do it, it wearing a Chelsea shirt as well. It, but, it, but, it
0: won't. It won't take much to make me um, squeamish <laughs> when uh, when it comes to eating. It, it could. It could be like an onion and um and i'd be in trouble um so yeah so that's uh, that's where we are with predictions um so uh, we'll get the we'll get the matches up online uh in the next day or so probably with the links for this episode actually uh, and then we'll be posting the um results after the matches at the weekend so we'll we'll go into january transfer window chris if you want to uh, if you want to start yeah. us off
1: so uh, oh not a great deal has happened in this. One of the worst January transfer windows I think we've seen for a long, long time. And I know we shouldn't condone millions being spent, but you look down the list of these Premier League teams, it's loan, 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 loan. It's, just, lone. it's just, con- just loads of loans. Like Huddersfield, they've signed someone from Spurs I've never even heard of, Jayden Brown. Have you ever heard of Jaden Brown? Oh,
0: Brand? he's the future. future. He is the future,
1: future man. He is <laughs>
0: I think gonna, you watch now, rugby. he's gonna he's gonna keep them up.
1: Huddersfield are preparing for championship because they also bought Charlton Athletic player and have loaned Jason Punchin, but that that won't that wasn't the ones I was gonna go through. So the, the first one, Dennis Suarez from Barcelona to Arsenal, is a loan sign in. Another midfielder for them. I don't know if I think that they should have strengthened it in their defence. Personally, I don't see what Dennis Suarez is going to bring to them personally. Um, well, I did you know, read he...
0: part. I did read part of that is is around Ozil and Ramsey. I don't know whether it's a loan with a view to a permanent deal. And I, I know he played under Emery at uh, Sevilla, but I, I've heard a lot of mixed reports about him. There's a lot of pundits that 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 watch a lot of Spanish football. Some say that he's really good and some say that there's a reason Barca have let him go. because oh, yeah. he's He's... Uh, I've not seen a lot of him personally, but... The thing I've, is... I've, I mean, he played about, against City, didn't he? He came yeah. off the bench against City, I think.
1: I think if you play... I think if you play for Barcelona and you're getting loaned out, I think they, they clearly don't see, you know, something in him enough for him to stay at the club, you know, because Barcelona, you know... They've probably got their starting eleven, you know, pretty set, but if he can't even get on the bench, then that's probably saying something. But I just thought that they should have bought something in their defence, really. Um next one was uh I'm to talk about it. Dominic Solanke. So this is the guy that left Chelsea oh, God. because was We are
0: get... scraping the barrel. If we're talking so
1: about... I've, I've highlighted this one because he left Chelsea to go to Liverpool because he wasn't getting game time and he, and he thought he wasn't going to get it. So he thought, oh, I'll go to Liverpool. Clearly didn't get the game time because now he's at Bournemouth. So I, I don't I don't, I don't, really understand why Bournemouth have signed him. I can understand, you know, they got Nathaniel Klein in as well on loan, which is a, a good signing for them.
0: But, but Solanke signed or on loan?
1: An undisclosed fee
0: so they have signed him yeah
1: so it, well, I, I mean I he's getting into the t- i just don't but know.
0: he's a sort he's the sort of player that's got promise but i mean maybe they maybe they're preparing for for wilson to go in the summer or something like that i mean yeah. the, the for me was was a really good signing for bournemouth i think that i think he's a decent player and i think i think he'll make a difference there um, I know there was a lot of a lot of talk with because he was due to go to Cardiff, etc. And but I, I think he's because because he wasn't near the end or he wasn't on deadlock, but well, there wasn't really a lot on any deadline day. But he's one that's kind of slipped under the radar. I think I think he'll do well at, at Bournemouth. Yes.
1: Um, also, you got Peter Crouch joining Burnley, um, which I think some people would have been surprised by because obviously they it was Vokes, wasn't it, that they let go the other way. So you know, I can understand why they've signed him. You know, he's, he's helped teams before in the premier league by getting goals. Um, so you can see why they've signed him. You know, I age, think, the, you know, yeah, but I think that the whole,
0: slugly. the whole penalty, the whole penalty against Southampton in the last minute is why they've signed him. Yeah. If you, uh, I mean, I don't want to promote other, other podcasts, but, the Peter Crouch podcast is is definitely worth a listen. Yeah, um, it's a very good podcast. But if you, if you look at any of the Stoke teams, uh, the sort of starting 11 this season, apart from a few cup games, Crouchy always comes on in the last 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Together. And that that's yeah. sort of,
0: he, he will do the same, he'll do the same sort of thing for, for Burnley. And I think that, with Burnley having Vokes and Wood and Barnes, I mean, I think they're all quite similar players. And I know they're sort of old-fashioned, sort of big, burly centre-forwards. I know Peter Crouch gives you something different, but I completely agree. It's um, it's great to see him back in the Premier League. Yeah. I love Peter Crouch. Um,
1: we mentioned earlier about Batshuayi. Um It was one thing that Palace did need. And they also re-signed Bakary Seko as well from West Brom. Um so they've they've re-signed him back. So they've they've bought two strikers there.
0: Um I'm just am uh, sorry, but I've just got to go back to Dominic Solanke. The so Sky News are reporting he went for nineteen million. Nineteen million? That's what Sky 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 Sports have reported. Bournemouth for nineteen million. That seems a lot. Well
1: Liverpool would be <laughs> That seems a lot, yeah. But anyway, anyway, so yeah, Batchwoi. I think he's the the type of he's very, he's probably a, a bit similar to Benteke, but you know Batchwoi can he's scored a few goals for Chelsea when he's had the chance. I, oh, I think that's, that's a good sign. That, that's, the, the that's a signing. of the window for me, without a doubt. The
0: signing of the window. So that
1: was. Uh, is it'll be good for he will be good for Palace, and I know he's only on loan, but. You know, they they might it's probably with a view to actually signing him, I would have thought. I think he's the sort of player that they probably need. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how he gets on. Um and the other sign ins so we've got Pulisic joining Chelsea but he hasn't actually joined until the end of the season. So he was the, he was the the most expensive player bought in this transfer window in the Premier League and he hasn't even joined the club yet. So <laughs> You know, it kind of sums up the transfer window, really, doesn't it? You know, the highest pet the highest fee paid for a player. He hasn't actually joined the club that bought him, basically. So, and and obviously the other one, Higuain, uh, which we got a glimpse of. I think what he can do on, on Saturday, and I'm quite excited by Higuain. He's I think a few pundits have said that he is someone that Chelsea have needed for uh, sorry Chris them. I'm just
0: going to stop you Man City have just gone 2-0 up oh, that's,
1: that, that must be nearly finished well, the,
0: the, so they're, they're eight minutes into stoppage time sorry <laughs> to interrupt but that's just right. top of the league so
1: yeah Higuain into Chelsea um, but really that it you know well I'll lot. tell you the
0: the one the one one that you haven't mentioned and I don't know a lot about him but it, it was Newcastle signing now excuse my pronunciation Miguel Almiron so
1: he's the from, one from Atlanta. from Atlanta Yeah.
0: now it, there's a lot there's a lot of talk about him a lot of sort of South American football experts because he's, he's from Paraguay saying that he's the, the best sort of football export to come out of Paraguay for a long long time um honestly the only other one i can think of is Roque santa cruz but i mean it, but he was a good player doesn't but mean, mean that, that I, I think it's <laughs> i think it's more the the fee they've paid for him so it's around 21 million so it's so there's i guess there's two points so one it's broken newcastle's record transfer fee it who befo- before, yeah was it yeah before? absolutely so um Although Mike Ashley seems to want to buy up every failing business on the high street, he he sort of has put his hand in his pocket for this. Now, I I think the the, the proof will be when this when this lad starts playing um, and then you can you can properly judge him atlanta in the mls are, are one of the top teams they've they've sort of risen from from when they when the they franchise won, was started yeah yeah i think they so. did um and there's so there's something to be said about that whatever your view on on the mls is the premier league is a completely different animal so yeah how how he's going to get on over here um it remains to be seen but i think I think it's a good thing that it shows that Newcastle, especially for the fans, they do have that that bit of ambition. If you ability, want to go out yeah, and spend that that sort of money yeah. on people, I'm not sure whether this this guy is going to wear the number nine or not. But if he does, there'll there'll be yeah. an awful lot of pressure on him. But I, I I I hope he does well. I mean, he looks he looks a decent player. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I say, the Premier League is completely different. But to be honest, that's that's probably that's probably the one that stuck out stuck out most for me because I'd I'd never heard of this guy. I don't know how many other people had, and it's. I think we we live in a world with football where twenty one million probably isn't even a punt on a player anymore.
1: No.
0: Do you know what I mean? I think if you spend thirty thirty five million, that's sort of your your, your bracket where twenty one million doesn't seem a lot for a striker these days. But we'll um. We'll see. We'll see how he gets on. The other guess, one as well. The other yeah. one as well. I was surprised of just quickly, and I, I think it kind of almost went under the radar. Well, there's two actually. So one was Nkudu from Spurs, who just got back into the team. Uh, with, yeah, and so he's gone. He's gone out to Monaco, and was um, Cedric Suarez from Southampton. So Go he's gone to Inter Milan on loan. Yeah. but he. He he's the Portuguese guy, isn't he? That, that yeah. won the Euros with them. He was sort of not that long ago. He was their best player by a mile and he's gone out on loan. And I was, I was just a little bit surprised about that. They've also That's sent insane. a player to Yeovil, Chris. Do you know that? Who's that? Sorry. Ryan Seager has gone from Southampton to Yeovil. Yeah.
1: They've signed him, haven't they? For free. They got him on a free. Uh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah? yeah. He has played for Yeovil before.
0: Oh, everybody, everybody. On everybody's le- played he's for
1: Yeovil. On he's been on loan at Yeovil before. Oh, sure I'm surprised.
0: Time. Did you sign Eguine from Yeovil on loan?
1: Well, he's, it's funny now. <laughs> not quite there. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, this week's short ish special topic. Um, hopefully, in the summer, we might have a few more transfers to
0: talk about. But yeah, I hope anyway, so. The teaser, Rich. Yeah, now. Which
1: two Premier League clubs failed to score in this season's FA Cup?
0: Yeah, now I'm glad I've had a bit of time to think about this oh, because yes. my first answer, but yeah. this isn't an official answer, was going to be Spurs because for some reason yeah. I thought that Palace Spurs was in the third round, but it wasn't. It was the fourth round. And it, it clicked with me that we beat Tranmere seven seven yeah, zero. I think it you was. You did score a
1: few goals in that game. Yeah, so I, I do actually in fact, know I think this. You scored the most in the FA Cup from the third. Yeah, the third yeah, yeah, go
0: on I, so. I, I do actually know this, and I do remember okay. the games because I I didn't because I was quite I was quite, I paid a lot of attention uh, to the FA Cup, and they didn't they didn't strike me as being upsets, although with regards to the teams that they were playing against in lower leagues, it was an upset. Right. So I know that one was Cardiff, because mm-hmm. they lost to Gillingham. Correct. One-nil, if memory serves me. And the other one, because the FA Cup was... The third round was spread over four days. And I think this one was on a Monday night. And it was Huddersfield. And they lost to Bristol City, I think. I, I think that I was, I think that was 1-0 that as well.
1: To, yeah, that's correct. It is Cardiff yes. and Huxford. Yes! They score cool in this season's FA Cup. So I anyway, do
0: remember those. Congrats. I do remember those games. Yeah. Yay! Well done. Thanks.
1: You, Thanks. You get nothing but a well done
0: yeah. fit. Anyway, Uh, so, yeah, Man City have won. So Man City are now back to the top of the league. Uh, Jesus got the second goal in the seventh minute of stoppage time. So that takes City up to first and puts Everton in ninth. And they're away at Watford. Oh, that would be awkward, wouldn't it? They lost to Watford and then he got sacked. I'm, sure I'm going to be positive about, about Watford. I'm going to be positive about Watford next week. I promise. About Everton, All right. sorry.
1: All right. I'll be Come with at least positive them. things to say. Come with I will.
0: Say.
1: All right. So that is it for this week. Uh, anything else, Rich? Uh,
0: no, nothing from me.
1: No. So we will see you again next week.